Welcome to the Happy Business Show featuring Therese Skelly of HappyInBusiness.com. Listen in as we pull back the curtain and share real-world stories of successful business owners just like you. You'll love the truth, honesty, and inspiration revealed in each episode. And now, Therese Skelly. Hello, hello, this is Therese Skelly, and I'm super excited that you're listening to another episode of The Happy Business Show. This is the place that not only you get to have real-world awesome training by amazing experts, but you also get to hear the truth. You get to hear the real deal. They share their struggles and their journeys and and kind of pull back the curtains about what it really takes to make a business that serves your life and makes you happy. And today, I'm so excited to have my dear friend, Michelle P.W. Hey, Michelle. Oh, hello. I'm so happy to be here, too. This is like our 19th or 37th interview or something, right? I don't know. <laughs> Eventually, one of these days, we're going to have our own radio show. We should. We really should. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, a lot of people say, oh, and let me introduce my friend, Michelle. Michelle's really a friend, like like a real friend, like a super real friend. We have um, probably for, my gosh, 10 years or 11 years, um, been very close, very connected. We've seen each other go through a lot, grow through a lot. And so uh, let me just read her professional bio. So Michelle P.W., Parisa Wazik, is the best-selling author of love-based copywriting books that teach people how to write copy that attracts, inspires and invites, and the owner of Creative Concepts and Copywriting, LLC, the premier direct response copywriting and marketing agency through which she guides entrepreneurs in attracting more clients and boosting their business. And you have a free love-based business kit here at www.michelle1lpw.com. All right, so today, I really like our topic today, Michelle. This is this is cool because this is... I think things are changing a lot in the industry, and you are the voice, the face. You are speaking it. So today, we're, Michelle and I are going to talk about how to create a marketing plan you love and that loves you back. Yeah. Juicy, right? Juicy. So let's just – well, first, first of all, I want to hear you talk about – tell, tell us your business today. Like, what do you do? What's – I mean, she doesn't tell us this in, our, in her bio, but Michelle has – made millions and millions and millions. Have you ever figured out how much you've made for people? No, and you keep telling me. I I keep telling you to do that. Anyway, so so Michelle has been the voice, the words, the marketing plan behind some of the top seven-figure business owners that you all know. Michelle is their marketing and and does their writing and strategizing, and she's the brains behind all of that. But tell me more about your business, creative concepts and copywriting, Michelle PW LLC. Tell us what you do today and what you love about it. All right, so... We um, well, first off, I, I will be. Changing. It's so funny when I hear this. Like I've got to change the name, but um, we haven't actually done that yet because we are going to the love base. We're kind of going everywhere. So the one thing I don't love about it is the name hasn't changed. <laughs> it hasn't caught up yet, right? It hasn't quite caught up mm-hmm. yet. So I hear we're, you. We're, we're getting there. So <laughs> things take a little time. Um, so what? So well, one of the things is is that I'm 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 really now. Um, you know, like I got my novels out, I got the books out, and so the the love based business books. Yeah, and so I've 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 got three in the series out. A fourth is coming soon. Mm. So I I feel like that's that part of it that I'm finally able to start balancing the the books with the the business. Um, mm-hmm. For so long I talked about it and then do anything, mm-hmm. and then now I'm actually doing something about it. So so um, so that's what. 
So I, so I guess I think that is actually probably the best thing. And unfortunately, it took um, it took the death of my mother before I finally got my act together. Yeah. But, um, but it just you know when you really think about it, I mean sometimes you know sometimes grief. Sometimes grief can uh, do good things. So grief is mm-hmm. not, I've, I've realized that as painful as it is to feel grief, it's not always uh, such a bad thing to go through that emotion because I'm fairly certain if my mother hadn't died, I still wouldn't have my books out. So which is right. a little right. sad to say, but it is. No, a- I understand that. It's kind of a catalyst. You know, because for you, Michelle, and we've talked about this, you would be so busy working in other people's businesses, that, and you were working on You're obviously... You know, you're a very successful business owner. You made a bunch of money, but you weren't doing what you love. Like you were, you were creating copy for other people, or you were, you were, te- you know, selling templates or whatever. But the thing about your writing, your work, your love, that wasn't getting done until. Was it like when you saw your mom? It, what, what was? What did you tell me? Like I can't die with my book still in me. Yes, um, there, yeah. she was diagnosed in 2012, and it didn't happen then. But it, it, in 2015. Um, in 2015, we were um, she was in ICU, and I was sitting there, and we all thought she was going to die. She didn't actually die. Um, it took about nine months after mm-hmm. that. So, but uh, but the, the day that I thought she was going to die, I was holding her hand, sitting in ICU. It was really awful. But yeah, that's what I kept hearing over and over again. I'm not going to die with my books inside me. And I realized yeah. I have, I mean, I have two paths that I'm walking. That you know, not only and one path is to help my clients and other people like all of you listening, you know, like, you know, to get your work out in the world. There's mm-hmm. no question that that is definitely one of my passions and something and, and one of my, um, not one of my, well, I mean, passions is one, but one of my, that's one of my purposes. That's mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I had another purpose too, which is to actually get my own work out there. <laughs> I was ignoring for this first purpose. And it wasn't until that happened that that really just kind of shook me up and mm-hmm. got, you know, and, and yeah. it just felt like for someday. So yeah. Well, I love that you found meaning. You know, you gave it meaning, so the death wasn't wasted. It was cool that I, you know, as a result of that, mom, you did it. You got my workout for me. That's really. You know, awesome. I had to have conversations with her because I felt kind of guilty that I, you know, it's like, how do you know what's wrong with me? I couldn't get my act together while she was alive, and yeah, and we had some talks and. Um, and she and and I remember one of the when I really heard her voice in my head. It's like, well, I certainly hope something good happens. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I can just hear her say it. Like, I hope so. <laughs> I really hope so. <laughs> That's good. Well, you know, I, in because I've seen you for ten years ride the the waves of your business. Sometimes it's super super awesome, and sometimes it's harder and um, more challenging. And so, was there? You know, this is a question I always ask because I want people. You know, people could look at you and go, "My God, you're you're a top expert, top leader in the industry. You've made boatloads of money. You speak on stages. You're really well known, and you're you've got a great reputation." But was there ever a time in your business, Michelle, that you were like, either "Ugh, I don't love this," or "This isn't feeling right"? Because I think sometimes in our in our businesses in our lives, there's like that pivot where it's like, "Yeah, we're going down this path," but we got to jump ship or we had to shift gears. And if you don't know that that's normal, you can either stay on the wrong path or you feel like, God, what's wrong with me that I'm not happy with this. So did you have anything you want to share around that? Yeah. You know, when I first, uh, I mean, it, that did start to happen for me. Like when I, um, cause I, I started as a freelance copywriter and then, um, I, and then I got this feeling in 2003, like that something was, was up. And in fact, it was funny because at the same time, I sort of, I also sort of lost all my local clients. And I was kind of feeling, mm. 
so I lost at that time. I had a very you know I did have a few Phoenix clients, um, but it was it was mostly just very local and Prescott. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess we should say like you know where I am, but mm-hmm. pretty small. Boondocks. <laughs> I mean Prescott's about you know two hours away from Phoenix, up in the mountains. It's a retirement community. Mm-hmm. So it's it's and it's pretty small. And I and so I and so mostly at that time. I mean, this was and the internet was around in 2003, and you know, and and we had email, but you know, it was it was still kind of you know, it was still sort of the wild wild west. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But so um, I hadn't quite mastered the art of you know finding clients online. Like I don't even think I had an opt-in on my page yet. <laughs> oh my None God. of us did. None of us did back then. Yeah. No. 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 Uh, and so 2003, so yeah, so 2003, 2004, so I, I, so I, and I really thought, you know, things were changing. And it, it was funny because even though I didn't have much mindset uh, stuff, I did, I still felt like, oh, okay, something big is going to happen. Well, mm. was, 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 was everything just sort of died. I did, I kept my, I kept my couple of Phoenix clients, but I was, you know, it was just, it was awful. So, um, and, for six months, I went through this whole like, you know, what's going on, and then, um, and then I, and then I, and I really, because I, mis- I misinterpreted my feeling as I needed, I needed to find bigger clients and make more money. I did know I wanted to make more money, mm-hmm. doing it locally. So I thought I need to find bigger clients, and all that happened was nothing happened. So then, I thought I, you know, I, I then, I then I kind of circled over again, and it was a year later. And then I thought to myself, okay, so maybe what I need, to, and I, I happened to see that Seinfeld with George who decides to do the exact opposite. The opposite day. I can, yeah, sure. I know, that's a great one. So it's like, you know, he goes, <laughs> and he's like, he's unemployed, he has no, no girlfriend, he's living at home, he's broke, and then by the end of the show, he's got a girlfriend, he decides mm-hmm, to do the mm-hmm. I'm going to have tuna fish, and, or I'm going to have chicken salad instead of tuna fish. You know, like, I don't know how chickens are. Right, right. <laughs> you know, he gets to the end, and he's, you know, he's got a job with the New York Yankees and a girlfriend. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I also saw the quote from Einstein, which is the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Yep. So at that point, I decided I, that was going to be my year of doing everything the opposite. And so I started that. So I, I hired mm-hmm. And so I tried to do everything different. And what that led to is... Um, Took about it took it. I mean, it, it. I finally realized what I really needed to be doing was not. I mean, bigger clients wasn't really the answer. I really needed to build a copywriting company. Mm. So much I could do myself, right. working one on one with people. So that's what I needed to start doing. So that's so. But it took. I mean, it took two years. Um, figured it out. So <laughs> you know. When you see successful people on the outside, you don't realize that. At least for me, I feel like in some some instances, I'm a super slow learner, and <laughs> as a back, you know, that tenure tenure in the making overnight sensation, right? Exactly. That, that's you, know, you look back on this, and you look back at how long it's like, and then you wonder why it took so long to get your. You know, I know, I know. Well, so I love that because you know we all have that. Like, I mean, you moved from freelancer to business owner and hired people and had salespeople and had teams and brought other copywriters in. And there's a whole other learning curve that goes along with that, a whole other skill set. Um, and, and so that takes courage. You let go a lot of a control. I mean, I remember at one point you brought your husband in. Your husband in is running the company. It used to be your company. Then you like, wait. Like, so you've been in this, like, letting go, letting go, letting go, letting go for years as you build your company. 
Well, because I started to finally realize, and yes, and he is actually still... He does great. Yeah, he does a great job at it. Yeah, and he actually is. And part of it is that I, I mean, I actually, what I discovered, when I actually embraced it and, just, and looked at this as a business, I mean, first of all, if you're a freelancer and if you, if you're, and, 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 and for all the freelancers listening, and I say this with much love, but you do not have you really don't. You have a job. You have a job um, that you, you, you have a job where you're the employer. Mm-hmm. You don't actually have a business because all you're really doing is selling your and if you're selling your time, the definition of selling your time really is you're an employee. And I didn't understand this. Um, it, it's like it's when you start selling something other than your time, like products or leveraging other people. You know, right. This time, then you start to have a business. But so I didn't get that. So when I finally, but when it, so I finally started to when I actually started to shift into building a copywriting company, and I started to learn more about business. I remember one of the things that I was like, oh, I hate business. I hate business. I don't want a business. I just mm-hmm. want to write. Mm-hmm. I realized that I actually enjoyed business, so I went through this whole thing of liking business. And then, but then what I what I finally my next evolution was okay. I actually I do like business. I'm 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 not bad at it. But mm-hmm. My husband is actually better at it. So why am I? <laughs> no, it's an excellent question. Um, maybe, maybe I should, you know, step out of the way and do like, what, what? I'm better at. That's the letting go, though. That's the letting go. You know, it's like a lot of people have the fantasy that I, you know nobody could do it as good as me. And and I know we've had the, we had those conversations. It, like there was a lot of trust. From you being, you know, it's your company, you're the face of it, and now you're kind of pulling yourself out out of the leadership, the management, that thread. And so it took a lot of trust, and it's worked out really well. Yeah. And I'm not <clears throat> There's been a few other, I don't want to, um, because they're, it's in some private Facebook groups that I'm in with some higher-level successful people, but, you know, they, they've done the same thing. So it's not yeah. just, if, when you finally get to a certain level and you start to realize, you know, maybe – I am not CEO material, and that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. That's good. You want to know that? Yeah, you want to know that? Yeah. And who is CEO material? Mm-hmm. And I want to. I want to just like dish dish some dirt on you here because I know you let me because you love me. Um, <clears throat> so Michelle, if you if you see her now, because it's really cool to see like a ten year retrospective. Like it's like you're an art display. Like oh, that was the early days of Michelle Kiyabu. <laughs> And and Michelle, I actually, as her friend, said, hey, dude, um, you're not putting yourself out on social media. Like, what are you doing? You're so sociable. You're you're so cool. You're so fun. You're so interesting. I want to see you on social media. And um, who you are on social media today is amazing. And and it feels like, I don't know if that helped you get into the love space. Like, you are so transparent, so real. So... Talk about that journey because a lot of people maybe that are introverts or maybe like, I, well, I don't want to put myself out that much. Talk about your journey. I know it's it's not exactly related, but it's really related because a lot of people have had that same challenge of how to be more authentic and how to be more real. And then we're going to move into talking about love-based business and copywriting. But I just want you to speak about that. Yes. Um, you, well, you definitely was, was the, the kick in the butt that I needed. So, yes, thank you. Um, mm-hmm. Um, it, I don't know if it necessarily. Okay, um, so yes, it, it did. It, uh, it did kind of start the love-based stuff, but it didn't start it, it, it really directly. Because, but it did. What it, where it started was more the vulnerability. Right. Okay. Yeah. That was actually um, the vulnerability piece was really scary. Um, yeah. I, um, I, you know, one of the 
you know, one of the things that was, was that was always a bit of a challenge for me, having coaches and, and stuff, um, is that a lot of times the coaches would end up um, hiring me, which was great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then the problem was is that I didn't always feel like I could be completely honest when mm, I was. Right, right. So I think I and I'm and I'm kind of a private person. Um, it doesn't seem like that way, but actually I. You know, I, I don't like to share, um, you know, I, di- I didn't like to be really vulnerable. And I realized, you know, there was like a, I, I didn't mind sharing and connecting, but after I got to a, a certain level, I didn't want to really go much deeper. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even really realize that about myself. Um, mm-hmm. So I think, but and so that so that idea of like hiding things anyways kind of fed into the whole, you know, like not wanting to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, there, there's like a whole fear base. You know that was all part of like the whole fear-based thing too. So, so what? It, it, you know, it took it took a while to kind of break break some of that stuff down. And but what I did find is that it, it it's true that um, being vulnerable does and will help your business. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and I know okay. So, but uh, so there are degrees. So let's start from there. <laughs> There, there are there are some people who are uh, you know even more um, um, you know there was, and I, and we we could all probably think of a few there you know there are people who are really vulnerable and just share everything mm-hmm. and I do and and I think that's part of their brand and they're okay with it but the thing is is that uh, you know in my in my thought process if you're still sort of processing what's going on I think it's better probably not to share because what people really want to see. Is the resolution, mm-hmm. or you know, or something, or, or or the lesson that you've learned? And if you haven't really learned that lesson yet, or figured it out, then sharing it just kind of makes you sound like a hot mess. Mm-hmm. This actually did happen to me, by the way, because I mean, I had to kind of learn this for myself. So I was like sharing some stuff, and I didn't think I was, I, and I was kind of in process, but I didn't think it was that bad. And somebody actually private messaged me and, and said that she would she wanted to recommend that I see a therapist. She goes, I think you're you're going through what I'm going through. And <laughs> help my <therapist>. oh. <laughs> I went, oh, you're kind of a mess. Let me help you. Yeah, yeah I know. I, I know you were. I think you sent that to me, going, Do you agree with this? Am I like what? <laughs> you started me on this. I'm like, all right. <laughs> Yeah, right. Okay, so especially for an introvert, you know, it's, I think sometimes extroverts are like, Bleh, it's an easier, and I don't want to just generalize, but but for some people it's easier to, to, to reveal more stuff. But I love that you're saying, you know, it's it's about being vulnerable, and here's how you govern some of it. Here's 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 some ways to look at, you know, it's okay to it's okay to wait till you go through that messy divorce. You don't go out, you know, dishing dishing the shit on the wall, right? So. Yeah, exactly, and that's the thing. So, like, if you're like, if you're still in process from your messy divorce, and you're mm-hmm. still like you need to strangle your ex-husband, you know, right? <laughs> doing all, you know, on Facebook, all the crap that he's doing to you. <laughs> ready to? You don't want to do that. Yeah, yeah. that that is not love-based at all. Anything. Not mess. So, so it's perfectly fine though. After. Uh, you know, like once, once the, you know, once the, the, the pain is over and you, you know, you come to some lessons, you know, then you can like, at that point too, you're not going to sound quite so like insane because it's the <laughs> We don't want that. That's bad for the brand. Okay. So I just, but it's, you know, you've just been a really, um, like if you guys follow Michelle, because it started out just you would give tips and you would give blah, 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 content, content, selling, promotion, content, content. And now you talk real. You know, you shared about your mom 
um, and the journey and you and you share about your energy and you share about stopping and meditating and you share about your your awareness and your health and like you've really done such a cool job so guys follow Michelle on social media on Facebook because she does a really beautiful job being very professional and very real so just 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 props to you shout out to you okay let's talk about love based what the hell is love based like what aren't you supposed to scare them aren't you supposed to like you know push their pain and you know like get scarcity and urgency and do all that stuff we all think is gross <laughs> so talk about the difference between love based and kind of that old school slimy hypey stuff well, it all started with, um, you know, with the love-based copy, and I've, I've, I've spent ex- uh, extended it to love-based online marketing. But mm-hmm. yeah, and I started this because I realized that, um, you know, I, 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 I had the realization one day that that copy, you know, everybody hate, you know, I had all these people, not everybody, but a lot of people would say how much they hated direct response copy. Yeah. Salesy, happy and authentic, and that's because traditional direct response copy taps into fear. Uh-huh. Now, you want to persuade anybody to do anything. It doesn't matter if you wanted if it's trying to get your kids to go to bed at night. You have to tap into people's emotion in order uh-huh, to get uh-huh. you know engaged with you. And there's two master emotions, which is love and fear. Mm-hmm. Go under love or fear. So your choice when you want to engage somebody and, and get them on board with whatever it is that you want to do, you have a choice. You can trigger their love or you can do it, you know, you can do it via love or you can do it via fear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> choice. So fear-based, um, so, that's, so that's the thing. So traditional copywriting was a lot of fear-based stuff. And, 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 and that is what a lot of, you know, like, you know, there was until I came up with the love-based, you know, it was basically – you know, if any time you heard copywriters or marketers talk about this, they basically were just like, this is what you need to do to sell. You know, pull up your big girl panties and just do it and quit bitching about mm-hmm. it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and so that's what they, and so what I, so this is really a choice because, you know, once I realized that it was a difference between love and fear, it's like, you know, it's, again, it's interesting because fear base is really about pursuing and arm twisting. So it's interesting that the people who, had already embraced fear-based. That was sort of their, you know, they, it was almost a shaming thing that they would say to people. I mean, I think you remember that too, Therese. I mean, it was really much like, you know, it's like, it's like, do you want to, do you want a business that's successful? Well, then shut up and do and and, and do mm-hmm. this. work. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and and we, and that left people who didn't like it feeling really discouraged and yeah about their business and about their marketing. And people already, I mean, marketing is such. You know, I, I, this is part of the reason why I wrote love-based online marketing because marketing is such a loaded topic, anyways. Even if just taking the fear base out of it, you know, marketing taps into y- all your money issues. It taps into visibility issues. Oh my gosh, so much so. Yeah, permission. Yeah, everything. Everything. You're right. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like it's already it's already a massive trigger, and then to throw in fear based like you have you have to sell you have to market yourself using fear. I mean, no wonder why people went over the edge and decide that you know marketers suck and they're you know con artists. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know love based and so so that's the thing. So fear based is really about sort of that shaming and pursuing and arm twisting. Love based is about mm-hmm. it. so like what I like to say. Is I am educating everybody. I'm doing is doing my little part mm-hmm. and uh, talking about love base and fear base. And I am not telling you you need to market your business with love base. Don't. It is your choice. So I'm educating you, and then I'm stepping back 
I'm letting you make the choice uh-huh. of what to do. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what love base is all about. Love base is educating and then stepping back and letting people make their own choice as to what where they want to go. Give me specifics because, you know, fear-based is you tap into the pain. If you don't do this now, you're a stinky loser and, you know, nobody's going to love you. And, you know, like uh, the, the, the urgency, the fear-based, like we understand what that is. Give me an example of, like, how you would write love-based copy because, sadly, sadly, we're still motivated by moving away from what we don't desire. So, and where's that? Maybe that's two questions. How does it show up and then how do you blend it to get people to move? Okay, so actually, I want to talk. I, I'm going to give you um, examples, but I want to talk about a, a little, a couple little philosophy things here first, which I think might be interesting. Um, so, first one, oh, and the first one is it's, it's not pain in itself is not fear based. Pain in itself actually mm. is love based. Um, fear based will agitate the pain and turn it into suffering. That's fear. Mm. So, if you can say. Um, you know, are you tired of working for no little money? That's that's okay, but if you pounded and pounded and pounded and pounded, that's the difference. That is totally the difference because the thing is, is your ideal prospects are, truly are in pain, and if you yeah. don't think about it, it's very disrespectful and disempowering if you don't actually acknowledge the people's pain. I mean, can you you know like think about funerals where people you know you don't yeah. need, like especially in the Midwest where you're not supposed to actually talk about the person who died because. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't know those rules. Anyway, so talk about it. And, and so everybody, you know, so you kind of like you just sort of sit down. You know, you're not supposed to cry. You know, it's like it's okay, like, okay, weird, weird. You Midwesterners, okay, yeah, yeah. I know. So, so it's like that that whole like. But I mean, I think we've all been in situations where we've been with somebody and we're feeling bad, but we couldn't actually. Yeah. We're feeling bad because the person just wanted us to be happy. So yeah, you're right. You're right. That's that's ugh, that feels there's that's a disengagement. Like you're like, wait, do you not hear me? Come on, what's up? Right. Exactly. So. It's like you know, and and, and but they, and they don't and and, and the reason why they're doing it is obviously because it's tapping. They're they, they they're not comfortable with their own uh, emotions, so mm-hmm. they don't want. So, but yeah, so that's. So pain is, and you know, and the other thing to look, and you know, pain is also like, I, I mean, uh, in our, there are people who um, can't feel physical pain in their bodies, and they tend to not live long, mm-hmm. because um, our, that's our, our body's way of telling us there's a problem. Mm-hmm. You know, pain helps us grow emotionally, helps us grow spiritually. So, so pain, and it's is isn't it, it's it's the whole that the whole fear base. Okay, so now in terms of the fear base and why it works, which is interesting because I suddenly had the realization one day that if we all we're comfortable sitting in our fear-based emotions, um, fear-based marketing and copy would stop working. Because what's happening is this. I mean, this is, and this is why it's working. So it's like, so all of us, so not all, well, yeah, all of us as a culture are trained to not feel our fear-based. Because like we're saying, like, get over it, um, you know, and, and we're, we're, we don't, it doesn't feel good. And so, and culturally we're kind of taught to, you know, stuff, numb, um, you know, run away from, I just get over it, you know, but not actually sit and feel the emotion. An emotion just wants to be felt. Mm-hmm. So what, and so when you think about it, so like, you know, like when somebody has, a, somebody feels like a, has a, a, you know, they feel a fear-based emotion, they feel depressed, they feel sad, they feel angry, they feel grief, they feel, they feel anxious, they feel worried, uh, jealous, envy, whatever it is. What do they do? A lot of times they do some sort of behavior to get away from it. So, like, maybe they gossip. Maybe they start a fight. Mm-hmm. Maybe they grab a drink. Maybe they overeat. Maybe they shop. Maybe they procrastinate. So, with um, but what you're doing when you're selling via fear-based 
is you're triggering the fear-based emotions. And then what you're doing is you're basically saying that, that if they buy the product, that's their mm-hmm. drink, gossiping. So buying the product is going to relieve the fear-based emotion. So that's how. So so they're actually you're actually you're actually you're actually patterning that out, that pattern that we all are stuck in with our fear-based emotions. That's what the sales process is when you use fear-based when you trigger into fear-based copy or fear-based marketing. Mm-hmm. So that's why. So if we but if we're if we if we can sit in our own uncomfortable emotions, it would stop working because we wouldn't react. Ah, we're not looking for that instant fix. Yeah, then. Instant, yeah. Like, got like, it. So bad, um, I better go buy this product because then mm-hmm. I won't feel bad. And one mm-hmm. of the examples to share because the two biggest fear-based emotions that that um, are triggered that fear-based copy triggers is um, uh, shame and uh, shame oh, a little bit guilt, but mostly shame and fear. Mm-hmm. And especially. You know, is they do that. That's usually like over, like they do that in the overcoming objections. That's what happens. Like, so like if you were reading a, a sales letter and you get to the end and you have some frequently asked questions, and then one of the frequently asked questions is, um, you know, like you know, I don't have time for this. So then you you would see something if it was a fear base. It would you would see something like, well, obviously you're not serious about whatever. Uh, relationship. Yeah. Would find the time. Oh, shame! So you kind of get, and that really is old school. Like, and you, they kick you in the teeth. It's really horrible. It's really yeah. horrible, and that's why, that's why this show, and I'm such a stand for. Let's just be real. Let's just, just talk the truth. That's why my experts share what's going on and and honor and give permission. So, okay. So, how do you though? How do we? Stop drinking the Kool-Aid because this is so out there. It's so, like, prevalent. How do you, like, if you were to teach people, like, okay, here's a way to shift it, what would you say? Okay, so so first off, um, first off, love-based does work, and um, and it's just, it works a little differently. Um, you have to have trust, you have to surrender, and all this other stuff that we're also not talking about, so, um, but, uh, but, so, but that's the first thing. And it's in the, and and part of what you need to do is really be in that mindset of love and abundance in order to do this. So I like to think that before you get into marketing or writing copy or any of those, any of that marketing business stuff, that you take a moment and just and just feel, even if you are even if you are feeling really scared about your finances and your business, um, you know, you just take a moment and slow down and get clear. And then, and, and really just as much as you can, even if it's going to only going to be for the next hour, just get into that, that mindset and feel that love and abundance. If you are in fear and scarcity, you can't write a love-based copy. You can't market in a love-based manner. Mm. Because you're going to want to, you're, you're, you are going to be overwhelmed with the need to do anything you possibly can to get the sale. And right, right. You're, you're, you're in fear. And there is no shame. So this is not a shaming conversation. This is a educating conversation because there is no shame to this. It is a natural human thing to do. And so because it's a natural thing to do, the way to get, to, the way to not do it is to, as much as you possibly can, not be in that space while you're actually doing the marketing, copy, whatever. You know, maybe gratitude is a good thing to do. And like I said, you only have, it only has to do it for an hour. 
and then you can go right back to worrying if you want. <laughs> so you just put a timer on it. Say, yeah. No, but you know, here, here's what you're, here's what you're talking about. It's not what you're doing and what you're writing. It's who you're being yeah. to let that flow from you. I love that. I love that. Okay. Yeah. And then because everything, because basically when I teach, and, and you'll see this in the in the love based copy books and love based online marketing. I mean, it's very similar. In, in terms of a structure. I mean, on, marketing is not the problem. Mm-hmm. Marketing is not the problem. Copy is not the problem. None of those are inherently bad, evil, fear-based. It's only the people who use them that make them bad, evil, fear-based or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can use them any way you want. Mm-hmm. So, it, but, but if energetically you're in the wrong place, you just... It, it's right. Be, I mean, I'd like to say it's impossible, but, you know, I don't, I don't want to say nothing. Yeah, no, I get you. So you're going to still use, you know, I teach, you've gone, like, hey, are you tired of having your income plateaued? Are you tired of having a relationship that's not serving your life? Are you ready for your business? So you can use still those pain, those things, those hooky questions, a little bit of pain point, but you don't pound the shit out of them. Um, now, do you focus more on what they would desire? Like, is there a difference? And Yeah, okay, yeah, let's talk about would- that. Move into hope, yes. I mean, mm-hmm. hope-based. Now, again, fear-based kind of got their hooks into it and turned it into false hope. So um, that is the problem is fear-based has kind of tainted some of the emotions. So, like, in some yeah. cases, and I realized this when I started talking about love-based and fear-based, that all these people came out and were like, hope, hope is fear-based. And I'm like, how is hope fear-based? I mean, hope mm. is, you know, it's a, it's a love-based emotion. Um, but, uh, you know, but it, it's done when, you, when you're selling hope, because you kind of know they're not going to do it. Like, you, you already know the odds that, you know, only 10% of the people who, who sign up are going to actually do it. And you're just, so you're selling the hope that this is going to somehow magically happen mm-hmm. without doing any work. Then you're selling fear. I mean, then you're in fear. So, so but you definitely, yes, but uh, but if you're not in that, if you, if you, you know, I mean, obviously people have to do the work. So, I, but I mean, but that's the thing. Be honest. Be, you know, it's like if you do the work, if you follow this, you know, um, that's perfectly fine. It's when you, it's mm-hmm. when you, when you're kind of selling air, that false mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is the problem. Mm. So how do you know what's, what's like, what's real? So if somebody's, if somebody's been trained in an old style marketing or they don't even know where to start, maybe they haven't had any training in marketing, what would you say, like, because you already talked about kind of like how to be. So so give like three tips. Like if, if I were to read something, I'd be like, oh, that's a cool love base. I can tell that's love-based copy. I can tell that's coming from a love-based base. Why don't you paint a more picture where, where people would start? So I think um, the idea is is to write, is, is to write like a love letter um, or, mm. or write a letter to a friend. I just uh, I was talking to somebody else. So it's like so. I think that when you feel that energy, then I think that's that that's what's going to be the difference. Mm. Okay, I like this that. Idea, yeah, this idea of just like really writing a letter, um, being a, and just really level what they're doing, and you can still use urgency because we mm-hmm. all. Or he we need that, yeah. We need a deadline. If we don't have a deadline, then we're probably not going to do it. And that's the other thing, too. You know, so remember what I th- said, like, love-based is about educating, letting them make a choice, and then stepping back so they can make a choice. But you want to present the choice. Mm-hmm. Don't make the offer. If you don't present a choice, that's not love-based. Right, right. You can't. That's mushy, yeah. yeah. Okay. Love-based is boundaries. You know, love, you know. Mm. There's, there's, there's setting boundaries. There's being, there is also, you can also say what the consequences are. You can, you can just, mm-hmm. so you can say what the results will be. 
for that. There's nothing there's nothing wrong with that because people need to know what their consequences are. So they need to know so you need to educate them about their choice, about what what you know, what's gonna happen either way, but then let them make the decision. And hold the space for them to sit in that uncomfortable emotion so they can make the decision. You know, I love this because I think when you say love base, it has like, you know, a touchy feely kumbaya, let's go chasing unicorns feel. And that's kinda not your that's not your vibe. Um and so when you said love base has boundaries, love base allows for some pain and or like it's just because I don't want it to be like, oh, fear based is stronger and more powerful, and then you you love love weirdos over there, you're just fluffy and floaty. I love that there's a power in it, but it comes it, it almost feels more respectful and more honoring to the people that you are writing to. That's what I'm hearing. That's what it is exactly. You, I mean, it's about treating everybody like grown-ups. Your base mm-hmm. really is. Your base is more like that whole like parent, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You stupid child, you're never going to get it right. Someone's yeah. going to bang you until you do. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like it's almost that over, like that, 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 like fear is that. That's where fear is. You know, fear is coming from. It's almost that's like about you. You know, mm-hmm. love is really about what's what's the win for both of you. Mm, that's cool. I like that. I really like that. It's really honoring. Um, you know, I, I've had times when people have come to me for a selling conversation, and to honor them, I talk them out of buying what they were going to buy from me. Yeah. And so love base is also maybe turning people away or maybe giving a, this might not be the best fit if, as opposed to using that to manipulate to get people, you know what I mean, like that false scarcity or that takeaway sale kind of thing. Right, and, the, and that's the thing, and it's like, and, then, and that's where the trust and the surrender comes in, because obviously that's really scary. Um, but if you do, it, but it's trusting that if you say no to the wrong person, or because mm-hmm. you know it's the wrong person at the wrong time, or, or whatever, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, the right opportunity is going to come in its place. That the divine is, the divine does have you back, your God. Or that's whatever. awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. It has. We'll, we'll do it. That's really nice. So talk about, you have this whole love-based series. So talk about that. It's very cool. So it starts with the love-based. Um, so, I, 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 so yes, there's the first book is Love-Based Copy Method, and that's the philosophy behind writing copy. So, I mean, it is a copywriting book, but it's more a philosophy book. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how I kind of got it to start and, you know, where I share more stuff. But I also talk about more like the triggers and how to use love versus fear. So mm. kind of an overall, like I think there was a, a marketing trigger book. I mean, that's it's not exactly like that, but that's kind of where it is. It's like how to really, you know, sell and market. It, that's what the philosophy book is. And then the second book is Love-Based Copywriting System, which is really like a how-to-write copyright. It's a, a how-to-write mm. And that's where I go through like headlines and features and benefits. I mean, it's really a copywriting course in a book. And I... And the reason why I separated the two is, first off, I, I thought the philosophy should have its own book anyways. But then I also wanted, I figured there's people out there that that already know how to write copy. They're not going to buy a how to write copy. Yeah, right, right. Philosophy. And then the third one that just came out a few months ago and that you are in, which is very mm-hmm. exciting, of based marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, because also part of, and part of what I did with that book is I as I talked about like internal blocks for marketing that's where you're in and then I also talked about sort of the external marketing strategy so you get really both in that book and then you get like and then it ends with the whole like online marketing plan so you actually create your own online marketing 
working plan. And I also create, you know, have it so that it's created around what you love because there is, I'm, I'm, um, I have no doubt there's something about marketing that you love. You just haven't figured it out. <laughs> in there. Mm-hmm. You really, so it's really a way that you can customize your marketing around you love it because part of being love-based means you have to love it. So, I mean, there's a mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. okay. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Got to be real. Got to be real. That's cool. You still there? Yep, yep. Okay, all right. Nice. Nice. Okay, so um, if folks want to follow you or find your stuff, because I know you have that free, you know, some, the freebie stuff, so where do they follow you? Because you are, I love the direction you're going. I mean, you were really one of the big hitters. I, Michelle was one of the people that taught me copywriting. You know, a lot of the things I know about Michelle are from, I, I learned from Michelle. I followed her. I've asked her questions for years. Um, so you were already kind of an icon in the, like, marketing. She's a top marketer. But I really love your pivoting to this new, um, this new thought leader position you're in. So I just want to honor that. So how can my folks get your stuff? So um, MichellePW.com it might be the easiest. And on there, I think you know there's links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the mm-hmm. bits. That bit. So and then then my blog is on there as well. So uh, yes, um, it's, which yeah. I and on so M-I-C-H-E-L-E-P-W.com. That's awesome. Awesome, awesome. Okay, so if somebody were to get started, last question. If somebody's going to start and like, all righty, where either they're they're new and they're starting their own copywriting or they've been doing the other, you know, because we've all been sold that. We all were trained at the mecca of that, right, the other way. Just give give me like a, a few things to, to look for. And you talked about getting yourself in the, in the, writing the love letter. Is there anything else that you would add? So I um, be patient with yourself. So mm. so be patient with yourself. Like as you move through this, um, if you do fall into fear, um, and you and you realize this, you know it's not like you know it, you know the fear based police aren't or the love based police aren't. <laughs> we won't you know, give them your name. That's good. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, just pick yourself back up, dust yourself out, try again. You're yeah. all. Um, and the reality is, is, is business is doing well. It and you are in scarcity. It is really hard. So give yourself a break. Yeah, yeah. And you know, it, it it will it will get easier. Also, that's the other thing too. Yeah. You know, it really is. And you and I know this. This is where I think the entrepreneurial journey is the spiritual path, because that's it. Like, right? If you were to be in love based copy, if you're coming from that space, you can't be going, holy crap, how am I going to pay the bills? Oh, crap, if this email doesn't work, oh, no. <laughs> like, that energy is just, that's that's a buzzkill. Like, that will not get you anything. And so, if they're there, Michelle, you know, you and I have, we've talked about this, you have different techniques. So, what would you say, how can you shift the fear? Because you wouldn't believe how good Michelle is at mindset, too. She's She rocks in that area. So... Um, what would you say for somebody if, if they are feeling it like, like okay, yeah, that's cool and all, but I don't have the money or that that lunch didn't work. So, so how do you shift out of here? Well, I'm, I mean, I'm, I, I have a whole. That's my next book, <laughs> where it's going to be a whole book full of stuff. Um, okay, I, I get on the list. <laughs> yeah, so, so definitely if that's it, because I agree, because that is a problem, and so it, it really needed its own book. Okay. But I think probably I think the most powerful one is probably gratitude. You know, there's a lot of guys, but I think 
you know, it's getting quiet, getting still, breathing. I mean, you can you can you can test other ones. You can try meditating. You can try uh-huh. ground. You can try dancing to move the energy around. I mean, sometimes uh-huh. physically move it. Um, and maybe try maybe you try them all. So I mean, if you if it's yeah, really sure, like, sure. you do everything. Um, but I think a gratitude journal too can be really powerful. Mm. The the energy and just really sitting down and and writing everything down that you're grateful. Until you nice. really start to feel that. Nice, nice. I'll throw another one in too. I always say, what's the truth here? What's the truth of me? Or what's the truth of this? And it kind of like helps you float above it. And sometimes the truth is you've always been provided for. You've, you know, most of us have never been homeless. Most of us have never gone hungry. You know what I mean? So it's like, what is the truth? You're, you're, this is going to work out. You're always supported. You're always taken care of. So it's, it's really managing your inner game. And, you know, that's my favorite thing in the world to talk about. So, of course, of course that I brought you here to talk about this with me, too. So, alrighty, darling, it's been awesome to spend time with you. Is there anything else you say? If you want to say before we wrap up. Oh, I th- I'm, I'm so excited uh, to be on here. And, yes, we we need to do more of these. I think so. I think so. And buy the book. Buy the books. Buy the books. Buy the books. And, seriously, get on Michelle's list. I mean, michellepw.com. Just get on her list. She's, she's you know, she's really one of, the, she's one of the good guys in the industry. And uh, I, I, can, I can vouch for her. I know. I know her. <laughs> so, alrighty. So, this is Therese Skelly with a Happy Business Show. Love that you were here. Appreciate you listening. So, do, do a favor and give a review, right? Like, write what you liked, what your takeaways are, and what you want to do as a result of this. Feel free to reach out and message me at Therese at happyinbusiness.com. Much love. Peace and blessings. Bye now. You've been listening to The Happy Business Show with Therese Skelly. Join us next time and invite your friends to join us at thehappybusinessshow.com. Visit thehappybusinessshow.com and get Therese's five-part video series, Eliminating Money Blocks. Thanks for tuning in.